Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something epic. This is Paratroop Radio. Vincent, welcome to Paratruth Radio, man. It's great to have you with us. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. So right off the bat, um, you know, in your biography, you said that you began practicing astral projection and lucid dreaming at the age of 14. Now, that's a pretty deep subject matter for a 14-year-old, in my opinion. <laughs> but what sparked your interest and why did you decide to, to uh, pursue that practice? Man, I was always very um, open-minded and curious and interested in, I don't know, um, paranormal and, you know, fringe subjects, you know, even from a young age. And I, I came across this website about out-of-body experiences, and uh, I thought it was so cool. I found a technique, and uh, I, I tried it for, you know, less than a week. I was able to, to leave my body, and I've been practicing that ever since. Neat. So Eric and I have kind of talked about astral projection um, and lucid dreaming without a guest. So I thought this was a perfect opportunity to get you on to talk about this. Um, now, for those that don't know what either are, can you explain astral projection and lucid dreaming? Um, yeah, astral projection is a type of out-of-body experience in, in, in which it enters higher dimensions of reality. And uh, essentially, reality exists in an entire spectrum of different dimensions. And the physical dimension can be considered uh, the base of this spectrum. And so during astral projection, uh, your consciousness will uh, project uh, or travel, enter these uh, higher levels of reality. And uh, lucid dreaming is similar in uh, many aspects, but it's also different. Lucid dreams typically take place in a type of subconsciously created reality in which, um, well, essentially, whatever you experience, uh, the environment, um, whatever situation you happen to be engaged in, um, they're all projections of uh, deeper levels of your mind. And so during lucid dreams, you have a lot more um, control and influence and you can you know, manifest things a lot easier uh, because this is all content coming straight from yourself, essentially. Uh, whereas with astral projection, these take place um, in more um, objective levels of reality um, you know, that exists beyond your own mind. And so uh, there are differences in, in the nature of uh, the experiences and, um, and, you know, how you navigate and what you're capable of doing. Okay. So I've been actually been able to lucid dream since as far back as I can remember. Um, and something that I've been told is associated with it, but I don't know if it's accurate is that I've been able to go back into a dream right where I left off. Is, is that something with lucid dreaming as well? Yeah, that is uh, definitely possible. Um, you can do that with um, just normal dreams uh, or lucid dreams. Um, and, you know, uh, like I said, uh, these experiences um, are essentially creations of the subconscious mind. And so, um, you know, you can essentially, um, you know, instruct your subconscious mind to 
recreate uh, that previous scenario and, you know, you enter it. And so, um, you know, um, lucid dreams, um, you know, what's the difference between a lucid dream and a dream? Well, it's the, the presence of your, your consciousness, your waking level of awareness. Okay. So, I, I mean, I, I'm, I've tried lucid dreaming numerous times and fail every single time. And there's been a couple of occasions where in the middle of a dream, I'll realize that it is a dream and I'm present, but then it immediately snaps me out of it and I wake up. Um, one thing I have not been able to do is stay in it or come back into it. So it just, I, I mean, I guess in your opinion, or if there's any sort of teaching method, I, I've heard there are a number of ways to do it, uh, such as trying to, right before bed, looking at your hand, telling yourself that when you see your hand, if you see your hand in a dream, you're going to know that you're dreaming and it's going to help you to kind of connect to that conscience uh, or your conscience in that dream. Is there any other methods that you, that have worked for you uh, that might help other people who are trying to accomplish lucid dreaming? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, I mean, what you said is a, is a great technique. Um, and what that essentially is, is um a type of reality check. Um, I mean, if you do it right before bed, you can consider that more of a type of um, self-hypnosis or, or subconscious programming. Um, and you're essentially giving your subconscious mind uh, instructions uh, to, to carry out. And so um, you're basically instructing your subconscious mind to, to trigger your lucid awareness um, with a particular um, um, event, which would be looking at your hands. And, you know, you can carry this over into your, your daily life uh, with reality checks. And so throughout your day, every time you look at your hands, um, you question your reality, your state of consciousness, um, you know, whether you're dreaming or awake. And if you do that enough, uh, this carries over into the dream state and um, it'll have the same effect. And so You'll become lucid in a dream that way and, you know you can do other things not just look at your hands but maybe every time you flip on a light switch or um, you know any number of other things every anytime you check your watch something that uh, you do um, repeatedly throughout the day you know things that would tend to also appear in your dreams but uh, aside from that there are other methods um, like affirmations um, things like that there's also another type of lucid dream, which is a wake-induced lucid dream. And so, uh, you know, your typical lucid dream, you fall asleep, you're dreaming, and then you become lucid. Well, with a wake-induced lucid dream, uh, you induce this experience directly from uh, the wakened state. And, th and in this way, it's very similar to astral projection. So essentially, you know, You'll be awake, you'll lay down, you'll do a type of meditation, and you will directly enter a lucid dream. And, uh, you know, uh, the method for that is, uh, I mean, there are different techniques, but essentially it's a type of meditation in which um, you allow the body to fall asleep and keep your mind awake, which is essentially uh, the same for astral projection. Uh, but the difference between those two is that during astral projection, your consciousness will, uh, as I mentioned before, it will, it will shift into um, the astral dimension. Whereas for this wake-induced lucid dream, your consciousness will enter a subconsciously created reality. So the difference is essentially um, the reality that your consciousness is experiencing, uh, but the method of inducing them is practically the same. So I recently saw a video of a woman documenting her lucid dream, and uh, she had said that uh, she was going through the dream, her and this party of friends were laughing, and she randomly realized she was in a dream, she started lucid dreaming, and she asked them, you know you guys are all acting, right? And the characters in her dream all stopped turned and looked at her and told her you talk too much 
Now, is that just like a a message that the the subconscious is trying to reach that person? And I mean, she she made it sound like it was super creepy. But have you ever had that happen to you? And and is that just a message, or is there more to it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting um, when you begin to actually communicate with uh, the characters uh, in a lucid dream. And I mean, even more interesting is is communicating with individuals and entities uh, during astral projection. And and so, yeah, typically uh, any character you encounter in a lucid dream will be a type of uh, projection from your own subconscious. And so, um, you know, uh, you're more limited in terms of um, you know, the nature of the communication. So for example, during astral projection, um, you can you can actually uh, communicate with other conscious entities that, you know, exist uh, beyond yourself. And so through that, you know, you can gain information and, and have some pretty incredible communications. And, uh, and that's a bit more limited in lucid dreams. Now, the thing is, our consciousness... Um, <sighs> Our consciousness, as we experience it, um, you know, usually is just a small aspect of a much larger consciousness, which, you know, we are a part of. And, um, and so through lucid dreams, it is possible to tap into this, this greater level, this higher level of consciousness. And from that, uh, we can... Um, we can gain access to like genuine insights and, and information. And so, um, yeah, you know, it could just depend on, on the individual and, and where they're at in terms of their, their development, uh, you know, um, the strength of their lucidity and how much experience uh, they have with, with these practices and whether they're able to, to tap into these higher levels of their consciousness uh, or not. So, I mean, in that particular case that, that you mentioned, you know, um, you know, I can't be sure what the situation is, but yeah, it's a very interesting topic. Now you, you mentioned higher consciousness, uh, while dreaming, but there have been a lot of theory out there and some people have come forward stating that they've, uh, communicated with gods or goddesses or guardians of some sort in their dreams, uh, and that spiritual entities have the ability to manifest within our minds or within our dreams uh, as we sleep. Do you find that there's any, I guess, truth to that? And if so, like, how do you differentiate what is your own conscience and what is something that's separate uh, and its own entity? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I do believe it's possible, certainly. I mean, all of these experiences, uh, dreams, lucid dreams, astral projection, just our experience of this, this physical world, um, you know, they're all connected through our consciousness and, and they all basically uh, come from like the, the same source, which is uh, a higher level of existence of, of spiritual reality. And, and yeah, um, it, it's, I definitely think it's possible for, um, you know, independent conscious entities of whatever kind to um, communicate with us in dreams and, you know, lucid dreams, of course. Um, and so, so how do you distinguish what is what? Well, um, like I mentioned, the, the fact that lucid dreams are um, typically a, a subconscious creation, well, it allows us to uh, manipulate, manipulate the experience and, and all these aspects of the experience um, in such a way that you can um, es essentially determine whether um, it, it is coming from, from your mind or not. And, uh, you know, essentially it comes down to, uh, experience and uh, experiments with these different states of consciousness in these different levels of reality. And, um, you know, uh, eventually, uh, you see patterns and you put pieces together. And so, for example, in a lucid dream, um, you can, we're in an out-of-body experience, uh, you know, you can set the intention, uh, any element of this experience that is generated by my subconscious mind be gone. Right. And so a lot of times, um, there will be 
elements of the experience you were having, which completely disappear. Uh, sometimes the, the entire environment will disappear and you'll, you'll be just floating in blackness. And, uh, you know, other times, nothing at all will disappear. And, and this is just an example of, of one test you can do. And uh, it helps to confirm uh, the level of, of consciousness and reality that you're experiencing. But um, I mean, it, it's possible to elevate a lucid dream into an astral projection. And essentially, a lucid dream is, is similar to a dream in the sense that uh, there is a a scenario or there's a storyline playing out and you're essentially immersed in it. And of course, this is the case with dreams, but even with lucid dreams, you become lucid, you realize you're dreaming, but there's still this story being carried out. And um, what you do is you elevate your consciousness to such a level that it transcends uh, the storyline and the situation uh, being manifested by the subconscious mind. And then you essentially uh, shift into an objective level of non-physical reality, like an astral dimension. Interesting. So you can laugh at me for this next question because I, I'm so oblivious to what astral projection or you know how astral projection works. Um, I've always wanted to try it, but uh, and I'm sure there's probably other people out there that might have this fear of not returning to your body. I mean, is that a thing or, or is that just a fear? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, given my experience and, and my understanding uh, of the process, well, the only way that could happen is if your physical body were to die during the out of body experience. So let's say a meteor crashes on your house. Yeah. You'll be out there because, Essentially, um, an out-of-body experience is, is no different from what happens um, in a near-death experience or, you know, at, at death, uh, which is our consciousness um, basically projects into a higher levels of reality. And um, so there is no real danger of having an experience out of your body and that experience resulting in you being stuck out of your body. That doesn't happen. Right, so okay. there's basically a we're basically tethered to our bodies unless something physical were to cut that tether. In this case, being a physical death. Interesting. Really? Okay. Um, now, one thing I did want to ask you because it, I mean you mentioned it a little bit uh, you know, during our conversation here, but also in the biography you sent us, uh, you have had uh, contact with different types of non-physical entities. Uh, would you care to tell us a little bit about your experiences with that and what the overall, I don't know, process was like, uh, you know, meeting these weird, whatever they were or whoever they were? Yeah, definitely. Um, my first experience encountering uh, an entity was probably my second uh, out-of-body experience ever, you know, back when I was 14 years old. I left my body and there was this huge shadow being standing next to my bed. It's facing me. And this thing was huge, like probably seven feet tall, just this, this big, massive, dark silhouette. And it scared the crap out of me. And, and for a while, I would encounter these shadow beings right as I was projecting from my body. And um, so there was no real intelligent interaction uh, with them. They seemed to, to get off on, you know, making me scared. And, uh, you know, sometimes they would just be lurking, just standing there. But other times they would actually come at me, uh, like they would try to grab me or something. And a lot of times I would uh, re-enter my body. And, you know, what happens is that there's a type of uh, trigger that causes like an automatic re-entry into your body. Anytime you experience like a heightened state of fear or there's a threat or, you know, something like that. And, you know, uh, you, you asked uh, what, what the chances are of being stuck out of body. 
And actually the challenge is, is staying out of body because it's so easy to re-enter your body. Even just the thought of your physical body back in bed uh, can be enough to cause you to instantly uh, re-enter your body. So, so yeah, in the beginning, uh, there were these, these shadow people. And, uh, you know, eventually um, I stopped encountering them. You know, what happens um, typically in the beginning of your astral projection practice, you will project into the lower dimensional levels. And as you progress and develop through, you know, practice and, and um, you know, there's a type of um, energetic uh, development that takes place, uh, you know, gaining experience out in these, these higher levels. Well, you begin to access higher and higher dimensions. And so as I was able to, you know, penetrate into deeper, higher uh, dimensions, um, I stopped encountering these shadow beings because they seem to exist in in the lower levels like the dimensions just slightly higher than the physical dimension and so if you project directly into a dimension higher than them uh, you won't encounter encounter them you know, you're on a totally different level okay now how long was it that you were able to go from the lower levels to, to higher levels was there a certain time frame Well, it, it was pretty much a progressive um, development, um, you know, I, and I've been doing this for, for 22 years, but I didn't start entering what I'll consider higher dimensions for a number of years. And, you know, until then, you know, I, I was um, getting higher and higher over time. And, you know, you can tell this just in, in terms of uh, the nature of, uh, of the environments and the dimensions and the entities that you encounter. And so, yeah, after, after a few years, I started to, to penetrate into these really higher dimensions and what you experience, uh, in these higher realms, uh, is so much different from the lower dimensions. I mean, the lower dimensions tend to, to be very similar to the physical world. So, uh, you know, if you project from your body, the room around you will look pretty much just like uh, your room in the physical world. Uh, there may be some slight differences, but, but nothing major. Um, but as you get further, deeper into non-physical reality, um, the environment changes more and more from the physical dimension. And in these higher levels, um, you can reach a point where uh, there's no more similarity whatsoever uh, to the physical dimension and the experience it basically defies physical concepts and sometimes it's hard to to really like accurately translate these experiences in a way that makes sense to us from this physical uh, mind vantage point okay so i mean would you say that i i don't know i mean i guess first of all have you from the very beginning did you try almost immediately to try like to go as far as you can in these dimensions and these higher dimensions or did you feel limited and it was more of a you know your your conscious somehow graduating from a certain plane of existence and then suddenly a door opened and it's like oh i learned everything i could hear did what i could hear let's move on to the next one like how was that experience is that just something that you think happened genuinely or was it something you pushed for and just eventually got to? Yeah, it was definitely a, a gradual process. So in the beginning, um, I didn't know a lot about um, out-of-body experiences. Um, you know, back then I had done very little research. Um, there wasn't a lot of information available. Like the internet was nothing like it is today. And so, you know, there was very limited information available. And I basically just left my body and explored uh, what, what I came across. I really had uh, no goals or intentions other than just to figure out, you know, what was going on. And, you know, in, in the beginning, there's also um, a learning process where, where you, you have to learn, you have to figure out how to navigate in, in these other realities. And, it, you know, you can consider it similar to, to learning how to walk, you know. Uh, because it's not like you have a, 
a physical body that you just move the muscles and you go from place to place. It's a much different process and experience. So, you know, you got to get used to that. And there, there are a lot of like obstacles uh, that you need to overcome. Um, you know, sometimes um, mental blocks uh, that can, you know, limit certain aspects of your experience and other times just things you encounter out there you need to figure out uh, how to deal with them. Okay. Now, uh, for anybody who would want to start doing this, either lucid dreaming or astral projection, um, what kind of advice would you give them? Uh, well, I would start by uh, recommending uh, research, you know, learn as much about these uh, practices and experiences as you can, you know, from other people uh, who have had them. Right. So, you know, read all the books you can watch, you know, watch videos and just try to try to, you know, get a good understanding uh, of what's what's happening. You know, that can be really helpful. You know, learning uh, techniques and methods uh, is also helpful. But, um, you know, I talk to a lot of people who who want to have these experiences and and they try and they're just unsuccessful. And, you know, there are uh, certain factors um, which can account for this, you know, it's not all technique, of course, like the method helps and, you know, some methods are more effective than others, uh, but there's more to it than that, you know, such as your beliefs, you know, uh, some people are, are afraid, you know, um, maybe they're, they're not, you know, fully aware of their fear. Maybe it comes from like uh, a, a deep place in their mind of their heart that uh you know that's kind of holding them back without them realizing it so you know you can't go into the experience uh, with fear uh you know not only can it make a, achieving uh, these states very difficult but it could also influence your your experience out there um you know another thing is um being confident some people they, they don't believe that uh, they can truly do this like it seems like it's something beyond uh, their their capability right but you know the fact is that anyone can do this in reality um, these experiences uh, take place naturally uh, every time we go to sleep uh, this projection process it occurs every time the body falls asleep but you know typically uh, our mind also loses consciousness so we're unaware uh, of of this projection but you know it's a natural process and essentially Learning to astral project is nothing more than learning to keep your, your mind aware as this natural process carries out. And that happens, you know, as the body falls asleep. And, uh, you know, of course, lucid dreaming is a little more cut because everyone dreams. I think there's less fear associated with lucid dreaming uh, than astral projection. And, uh, you know, there, there could be a, a legitimate, legit, legitimate reason for that because we all know that we don't actually get hurt in dreams. And so, you know, clearly that uh, will carry over into lucid dreams too. It's the same, uh, you know, environment and the same source of the experience. Um, but, you know, with the astral projection, you can encounter real entities you know, that, that exists beyond your own subconscious projections. So yeah, there's definitely, um, caution should be taken because I've had some negative experiences over the years, uh, which, um, you know, were, were more than frightening. I mean, I've, I've been attacked while out of my body and I, I've actually been injured. I, I sustained like physical pain and injury as a result of, of these attacks. And so, you know, uh, it, it's just like this physical world. You got the good side, the bad side, and uh, you need to be wise about how you go about navigating these dimensions. I think that's something we uh, discuss often on the show is just the misconception of how safe other dimensions or just traversing into the supernatural 
really is because so many people think, oh, it's just a game. We can go do whatever we want, come back. And they don't realize the physical dangers that do exist uh, with some of the entities that are out there, some of these dimensions that you're entering. Um, now, one thing I do want to ask, and this is this might be a little out there, uh, extraterrestrials, abductions, things like that is something that's really common over the last couple of years here. Uh, now, as you were talking about lucid dreaming and astral projection, I started to think about some of these people who claim to have been abducted by alien entities and how their accounts seem very similar to what lucid dreaming or astral projection might be, uh, especially when some of these individuals are saying, oh, I was driving down this deserted road and all of a sudden time just kind of stopped and there was this white light and all of a sudden I was somewhere else. And it sounded like it could be a type of wakeful lucid dreaming as you're talking about at the beginning of the show. So my question is, I guess it's two-parter. One, do you believe in extraterrestrials, that it's actual physical alien beings? And two, do you think that there are there is any uh, legitimate evidence to, to these alien abductions? Or do you think that this could be more of a accidental astral projection or even lucid dreaming and people are just mistaking it as something else? Well, um, I have encountered and have had many, many experiences with entities in the astral dimensions, which look like aliens, your typical gray alien, essentially. And, you know, my experience is that uh, they, they exist and they operate in these other dimensions. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Um, you know, I've had uh, encounters with, with multiple groups of, of alien type beings and uh, whether they are uh, physical, whether they also exist in, in the physical dimension, it's certainly possible. I mean, I've done a lot of research into alien, alien abductions and um, a lot of the reports actually sound like astral experiences. There are a lot of similarities between them, like you mentioned. Um, you know, a typical experience could be something like the person is lying in bed and then they feel paralyzed. And then, um, you know, they see some, some aliens in the room and then they're lifted out of their bed. Well, all of those are essentially uh, experiences um, that you can have during an out-of-body experience because, um, you know, this state of, of sleep paralysis, it's called, uh, well, that's nothing more than the body falling asleep, uh, which happens at the onset of astral projection. And, you know, a lot of times people um, will, will see entities during sleep paralysis episodes. And what's actually happening is that as the body falls asleep, your consciousness shifts into another dimension. And so what they're perceiving is not the physical dimension. They're seeing these entities because they're, they're looking into a higher dimension of reality where these entities exist, right? And, you know, I've been pulled out of my body by entities uh, many times, uh, usually uh, against my will. And, and so the fact that, uh, you know, these people um, believe that these are, are physical encounters uh, is due to the fact that they lack the discernment um, to, to make that, you know, um, to make that distinguishment that, um, you know, they're actually dealing with the astral dimension. Because in terms of just the experience and your consciousness, there's really no difference between, um, you know, your awareness in this physical world and in the astral dimension. You know, at times it can even be uh, more lucid and you're more aware while you're out of your body. And so, yeah, someone without that experience, um, they may not know the difference. They may think uh, they're you know, still in the physical world. So, um, yeah, you know, I've also heard a lot of cases over the years of people claiming physical abductions, and there does seem to be a, a degree of evidence for that. Um, so, you know, it could be a situation of both happening, you know, sometimes they're physical abduction, sometimes they're more, uh, you know, spiritual. Mm -hmm. 
So now the last thing I really have for you is uh, you wrote a book called Astral Projection and Lucid Dreaming, uh, Spiritual Revelations and Out-of-Body Experiences in Higher Dimensions, uh, a complete guide to exploring non-physical reality. Uh, with that book, what is, I guess, what is the main thing that you want people to take away when they read that book? What is, you know, what, what's the, uh, the number one goal? Okay, well, um, I wouldn't say there's one particular goal, mm -hmm. um, but it's a couple things. Um, I wanted to, to share my experiences with uh, a larger audience. You know, over the years, I, I've uh, participated in online groups and forums where, where I shared my experiences with others um, interested in the topic. Um, but, you know, I also wanted to to share my methods and my techniques and, you know, uh, teach people how to have these experiences themselves. And, um, you know, aside from those two things, um, I also wanted to, to share my understanding of these experiences and, and the nature of what's taking place and, you know, what's, what's possible, um, you know, from having over two decades of, of experience with this stuff. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was a combination of, of those. Okay. It's about that time where we usually let the guests go, so I wanted to give you a chance to tell everybody where they can find you, find the book, the mic's all yours. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, my book is available on uh, Amazon.com. Uh, it's available in, in paperback, Kindle, audiobook, you know, whatever your preferred format is. I myself am a uh, audiobook kind of guy. So yeah, that's right up my alley. And, uh, you know, a month after I published the, the paperback, you know, I thought I need to get a, uh, an audio book of this too, because, you know, if anyone's like me, uh, you know, who likes to multitask, you know, while driving or working out or just walking down the street, you know, got to keep the mind occupied too. So always listening to something. And um, yeah, you know, you can also find me on uh, social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, stuff like that. Uh, I'm currently producing an instructional video series where I go into to great detail into uh, some of my favorite techniques for having out-of-body experiences. Um, you know, I realize not everyone uh, is able to, to buy a book. And so, you know, uh, I'm also making uh, these videos available for free. And you can uh, find me on uh, these social media uh, sites. My username is Vincent Field Author, just one word. And uh, you know, I'd be happy to to open up a dialogue with anyone who you know has any questions or you know wants some advice or just wants to to, to chat about this stuff. It's interesting that you bring up audiobooks because that has been the way for me to read for at least the past few years now. Um, and as a writer, I always question myself, you know, you, know, you really need to read more. I am technically reading more, but I'm having somebody tell me the story over <laughs> me actually reading it myself. So um, I can appreciate that. And, and as an author myself, I think the the audio book is a... Um, less um um utilized thing for authors because not everybody wants to release the audiobook um but uh, it it really does help people that are are reading a little bit differently now so all right vincent well we are going to let you go but uh you have a good evening and thank you for being on paratruth radio yeah thanks a lot i appreciate it all right, folks, that was Vincent Field, author of Astral Projection and Lucid Dreaming, Spiritual Revelations, and Out-of-Body Experiences in Higher Dimensions, a complete guide to exploring non-physical reality. Make sure you check out the book. Um, he had a really a lot of good uh, responses to, to what we were asking, so I'm interested to see what our Final thoughts are in the post show. So we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with Prepare Truth Radio. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. 
The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Paratooth Radio. As always, my name is Eric. And I'm Justin. We just got off the line with Vincent Field, who wrote a book called Astral Projection and Lucid Dreaming, Spiritual Revelations and Out-of-Body Experiences in Higher Dimensions, a complete guide to exploring non-physical reality. Um, Now, I know we've discussed... Uh, loose dreaming and astral projection in the past, both on our own, as well as with uh, some of our friends, our, our other hosts that we know who've joined us over the years. Uh, but this is the first time we've had someone on to actually discuss how they practice both of these things and mm-hmm. you know what his experiences are like. So with all of the things that he did share in terms of how he tends to practice and how he meditates and whatnot, was there anything particular that you took away that you think you might want to use in your own practice? Because I know you've been trying to do this for a while now, uh, both of them. Uh, and I knew you've had some success with one over the other. So I don't know. Is there anything that you think you're going to try out and you think might work for you? Um. Like with the lucid dreaming, I guess just being more aware of it. I, I've done it for so long, just accidentally. Um, but I mean, there's plenty of people that have honed their ability on this and are able to do it willingly. Um, or, you know, actually lucid dream. I mean, um, as far as the astral projection is concerned, um, I I can't say that what he said alleviates the fear of being lost without my body if i you know even if the physical body is still alive um i I think that fear will always be there but um it does open me up to actually want to try it just because um from what he's described as well as a couple other people have mentioned too um that you you are attached to your your physical body unless you die so I think I would take, I I would go the extra mile to actually try and do it um, after just hearing what he had to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's an under, understandable fear on your part. Uh, I, I feel like, I mean, obviously, if the, the, the spirit isn't going to remain attached to the body once the body's dead. So I think regardless of whether you're in astral projection or not, if the body dies, you're still going to be separated and probably end up right where you would be if you're astral projecting anyway. But I think your concern is more so not actually the possibility of the body dying, which wouldn't happen just in astral projection. There would have to be an actual physical element, like some sort of circumstance in the physical world, nothing spiritual in this matter uh, to, to cause that to happen. But I think initially your fear was more, uh, you know, is, is it possible to just get stuck and basically end up in like a coma and never find your way back, uh, which we've right, seen yeah. in books and various thrillers and things like that. Uh, you know, so I, I, that's probably at least in part where some of that idea uh, of your own comes from, maybe subconsciously. Uh but yeah, you know, I mean, I, I know we've talked about it in the past and I never really thought of such a thing happening, getting lost. Now, I, I know there's been feelings of it in my, for myself, like dreaming or having nightmares uh, where I feel like I'm stuck somewhere. And that's very different because once you wake up, you're kind of like, oh, good. Now, I know for me, I, I just, like, I've tried the lucid dreaming thing. I've tried the astral projection. The problem with, with for me, and I know it's my, something that's just, very difficult to overcome and I may never overcome it. And that is the constant, constant onslaught 
of thoughts that I have on a regular basis. Uh, that's basically, you know, mainly due to my anxiety and obsessive compulsive disorder. Uh, so I can never really focus deep enough to allow myself to separate transverse or whatever uh, through, through dimensions. What I do notice though, is I am more capable of kind of doing the waking, the waking, awake, waking, uh, the, the lucid dreaming when you're awake. Uh, I, I, I tend to, lucid dreaming, I, I think is what he yeah. said. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I tend to be, I don't know, you know, it, it's weird. It probably has something to do with the artist side, just the imagine, the imagine, imagination, uh, that I have, but being able to take the time and really focus and allow my body to relax. I can't fall asleep. If I fall asleep, I'll never know if I'm dreaming or not until I wake up again. But, right. you know, one thing, I don't want to say this on air, but, <laughs> but the, the other late, night, you're doing it now. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I guess we're doing it now. So I, I took a little something to help me sleep the other night. We'll call it candy. And what? We call it candy. We call it candy. <laughs> call <it> candy. <laughs> but I have come to notice that, you know, it, it does that particular thing helps to expand the the imagery, the, you know, of my thoughts. So whether they're good thoughts or bad thoughts, it tends to expand on the overall detail of the image. And it feels like I'm in a dream state. Um where everything's happening as if I'm actually there. And it's hard to tell whether that's just the candy <laughs> taking effect and having its own thing, or if it's actually tapping into a part of the conscious that I can't unlock myself, which is also very possible. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about people taking like, for example, psychedelics or, you know, various types of alcohol, even people use alcohol mm -hmm. when they're, you know, artists who, who are painting or writing or, you know, doing some sort of artistic uh, work and it helps them either focus or expand their mind. Uh, and that is something that I have noticed uh, on occasion over the last couple of weeks is when I do take, um, you know, the candy to help me fall asleep or even today, I took a little bit with for my anxiety and it helped me to focus on some of this editing that I'm doing as well as some of the writing, which I have not done in forever, but I was able to really focus and just, you know, get stuff done, which is weird to me because, <laughs> because there's never really, I mean, you, you guys don't know this, but my anxiety has been horrible over the last like three weeks or so. And so having the ability to focus the day of this recording and get some work done is really nice, but I am seeing some of the side effects as well, where it's helping me to expand my, my, um, my creativity overall, you know, I'm having other ideas that some of those ideas I purposely lock away because I mean, you guys all know I'm a horror writer. That's what I love doing. Um, but some ideas that I have are just even too much for me that I don't want to write. And <laughs> You know, I, I've noticed that I just, you know, things get crazy and they get dark real fast, but it's, it's also kind of showing me, I guess, new ways to, to, to look on the world around us and to really expand on my own writing and my own creativity overall um, with even just with like this awoke, awoken um, lucid dreaming that I've been doing. Um. So, and it maybe not so much. I mean, it can expand the mind, but it also is quieting your mind enough to concentrate on the one specific task. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's hard to say whether it's quieting the mind or if it's just lifting focus and kind of drowning out the other stuff. You know. Uh, but yeah. It's it's been an interesting experience to say the least. Uh, <laughs> and he's you know, told me about some of his lucid dreaming in the past week, and it is a little frightening <laughs> to hear what he had to say. We won't make him repeat it on air because it's probably not appropriate for air. Um, no, but let's, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I mean, even in my own dreams, not necessarily lucid dreaming or even trying to astral project or anything um it has helped me to focus as well um 
Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Um, well, with that being said, um, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about as far as lucid dreaming or astral projection? Or are you good? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Of course, you know, if any of you guys have questions, comments, feel free to, to message us and anywhere you guys know where to find us. Uh, so go ahead and message us. Uh, if you have any questions for Vincent, if you want to reach out to him, we'll have those contact details in uh, the description, of course, and you'll hear it at the, obviously you've heard it at the end of the show. So you can go back and listen to that, or feel free to send us questions that we can pass on for you guys um, if we can't answer them. So, yeah. Absolutely. All right, folks, that's about all we have for astral projection and lucid dreaming with Vincent Field. Um, Make sure you're checking all of our other episodes to hear what we have to say on so many different topics. And uh, make sure you're checking out Evergreen Podcasts, uh, KillerPodcasts.com, and of course, Paratruth.com, where you can contact us either by the message button or by a recording. Um, I've said this numerous times on the show, but uh, we love hearing our our listeners' voices to kind of hear a little more context to what they have to say. So until next next week, folks, where you will find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily.